0: What is the concept? Who is the cast? Where do we start? How do we leave? Where do we go? How do we lose? And where do we end up? With just these seven questions in mind, I, Aloni, and my friend Scott, will create a story as fast as we can. Enjoy the mess. Try not to cancel us. We're good boys. I swear. We've tried this for like an hour uh how you doing scott
1: Uh, i'm doing doing okay voice is a little sore not really but yeah yeah we like you said we spent about an hour just trying to think about our topic today
0: yeah we had no idea coming into this and we just sat here going you watched king arthur i watched the warriors and we were just like god these movies suck they suck they're awful warriors sucks it's just like homophobic and boring and there's nothing happens in the movie and the concept is cool but then they don't do anything with it and the fighting sucks the heroes are boring there's no real characters they're all creepy and it's just it's just 80s to a t and then you you said king arthur sucks right try to explain what's wrong with king arthur in like a paragraph the, the movie you watched what what is bad about it truly
1: Uh, I think I can keep it very simple. Like, apart from the music, it is a woefully mediocre movie.
0: This is boring.
1: It's honestly very much like, you know, what if King Arthur but Batman? Is that really what it is? It kind of feels like it. Like, you know, just like, you know, King Arthur doesn't want the responsibility of being king. He doesn't want Excalibur anymore. Uh, But King Arthur is such a badass and yada, yada, yada. Wait, we were talking about how boring King Arthur is in general, but, you know, imagine, like, them trying to turn King Arthur into Batman. It's somehow worse.
0: Yeah. Dude, I don't know, man. For the last hour, we've just been sitting here trying to figure out King Arthur. We've been, like, going through the lore. I've been just, like, trying to write it in, like, eight different times. We were, like, 40 minutes in before we were, like, all right, King Arthur, I guess. It's fucking... King Arthur sucks, man. There's no depth. It's just basic ass shit. It's just like, oh, I'm k ki- I wanna be king. No, he doesn't even want to be king. He just pulls the sword, he's king, alright, you're king, and then the rest of the stories are all dumb. It's just like no it's just like British propaganda. And we're jaded and we're tired and we're angry and we wanna write something fun. <laughs> so I guess we're gonna do it, right? We're gonna just say fuck it on this, and we're just gonna do King Arthur, King of Space New York.
1: Uh yeah, I think that was it. <laughs>
0: God, even saying it sounds bad. This is a nightmare. This is a nightmare of an episode. <laughs> How did we get here? I don't know. We should have just picked two action movies. But now we have to do this. Now we're committed. Yep. <laughs> all right. King Arthur in space. Sure, why not? I. Uh, why do we just keep doing thing in space? Is it just because it's fun? Is that all it is now? Is this, let's do this in space.
1: I guess I find it to be a fun twist.
0: Yeah. I like space. Space is fun.
1: I mean, if you don't want to do... Yeah, we don't have to do space, of course.
0: I mean, I don't know if I want to do gang anymore. Like, now I'm like... Now we just... We have boring with boring and boring. Hey, space um, is cool. Space is cool, but King Arthur space? What the fuck do we do with that? Space Excalibur?
1: Whatever we want.
0: It's, in a, it's in an asteroid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> an ancient weapon built by people who live in lakes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's Europa. It was made by the lady of Europa. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. okay, I'm cheering up a little bit. You got me. Let's just take characters from King Arthur (laughs) and just make them spacey, I guess. Right?
1: Yeah. Merlin's an artificial intelligence.
0: All right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, here's our, okay. What is the concept? The concept is King Arthur sucks. So we're going to do space. Alright, yeah. So, ca- who is the cast? Main character. King Arthur. What is his deal in space? What is the space King Arthur? What is he a symbol of? And how can we make that spacey?
1: <laughs> well, you mentioned Europa. And <laughs> we start there. Yeah. There's a mining operation on Europa.
0: I was also thinking miner, but every time I think mining, I think Mars. Hmm. King Arthur is a poor Martian in, sp- in like, mining. Poor and broken. And there's a sword in Europa that if you pull it, <laughs> you become king. God, it sounds so stupid. This is what happens when you don't have ideas anymore, where you're in the weeds on this week. <laughs> we both woke up exhausted and tired, half asleep, and we were like, I don't know, is King Arthur in space? Sure. Okay. Lady of Europa makes a sword. Uh, what if it's not a sword? What if Excalibur is a spaceship?
1: Huh? Yeah. Sure.
0: Uh, are we just a space pirate. He's a space pirate, yeah. taking on the space king.
1: You know, he he's the king of. I don't know if we want to make it Camelot, but uh, king of
0: space Camelot.
1: Yeah, basically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> it is... is the name of this episode. Will be space Camelot.
1: Space Camelot, of course, being a space station. Aha.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, okay, a space station that moves around. Yeah, man. yeah. All right. Here's the thing king arthur has like four stories right so what story are we telling are we telling the whole thing are we telling just one bit where do we start is the ultimate question for this this is like the textbook definition of why we should start with where do we start because the whole idea of king arthur poor kid pull sword become king now he's king now what that's the problem with the whole fucking story. If you do it just about, let's get the sword, and then he becomes king, you're like, all right, cool, whatever. And it just becomes, I don't want the sword. All right, now I'm king. There's nothing there to really... There's no villain in that part of the story. And then if you make a villain, you're like, oh, it's his dad. But then if you do the story after that, it's just like, I'm going to go get a hold... That's the problem. I just figured it out. I figured out why King Arthur sucks. Because King Arthur's stories don't work on their own, and they don't work together. That's why it's so hard to adapt King Arthur because there's four stories that don't have anything in common that don't tell a story together. And then if you break them up, they suck individually. There's two stories that are good in King Arthur. I'm poor. The king sucks. If I pull this sword, I am king. I will stop the king. And then a wizard helps him do that. That's one story that is good. It's got a villain who is secretly his dad. He's got to kill him to become king. Fine. That works. And then the other story is he's already king and shit keeps going wrong. I'm going to go get the fucking chalice i don't get it Ah, uh, my lady cheats on me oh shit like it's just like shit that happens to him and then at the end it's i i heard a prophecy that this guy is gonna kill you and he's secretly your son and then he kills him maybe
1: maybe instead we could just make the quest like you know we find excalibur sword or ship and it proclaims him king of space camelot where is that Okay. Now the quest is to find Camelot. Just not even really think about becoming king. Just what is that? What does that mean to be king of it?
0: Yeah, I feel like that betrays the original idea, though. Because
1: well, we just spent like an hour complaining about how like we can't really do anything with the original. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. Before we start on that, though, I, I do want to go through this one more time. I feel like this is the ultimate test of writing is can you tell a King Arthur story and try to break free of the actual story? But I think the main problem now that I figured it out is I'm pretty sure the problem with King Arthur is he has no agency. He doesn't actually do anything. If you actually look at all of the King Arthur stories, King Arthur isn't actually the one that does anything. Usually they sidestep him every time. Like Merlin's the one who gives him, makes him pull the sword. Right. Or even if he wants to pull the sword then the story isn't about that. It's a different story you do. You go, he pulled the sword, then he became king. All right, now that he's king, his girlfriend cheats on him because he leaves. Like, that sucks. And then the last story is, oh, you've been prophesized to die, and he can't stop it, and then he dies. Like, King Arthur doesn't do anything. He doesn't actually make a decision. He sucks as a main character, which is why they always do Merlin, or they always do somebody else as the main character. So maybe we should say fuck it and be like, let's make it about King Arthur, and let's make it good.
1: Yeah, I think that... I honestly think that might be the problem we're having where we're just like, all right, we need to follow these bullet points exactly. Like, maybe not. Maybe we should just, you know, see what the mythos does a little bit, but definitely, like, at this point, yeah, I think we should, like, veer into doing our own thing with it.
0: Maybe this is the lesson we needed to learn all along. Yeah. Is that when adapting King Arthur, the answer is to not, is to use it as a flavor. King Arthur is sprinkles you put on top to make people show up. Like, the reason people click on this podcast is because it's going to say Space Camelot. Like, King Arthur, King of Space Camelot. And they're going to be like, oh, King Arthur, that's interesting. And then they click on it, and it has nothing to do with King Arthur. I think that's what King King Arthur is just like a name. A little bit. It's just a series of ideas. If you try to embrace them fully and just do those ideas, you get nothing. You have to do something else. That's what we've learned. We've discovered. I think you're right. I think we should just stop trying to adhere to the plot and just play with it. Just just have fun.
1: Yeah. Drop elements of it, but like you know, like you keep mentioning the four stories, like, you know, don't don't follow them so rigidly, I think. Yeah,
0: just do whatever. Just just do what we can. Okay. We're gonna do King Arthur in space and we're gonna just figure it out. So, what do we want this story to be about? That's the that's the question. Yeah. Do we want it to be this like what is, can we at least keep the theme of King Arthur? <laughs> yeah, sure. What is the theme of King Arthur? It's about nobility, right?
1: Well, maybe it could be about like finding out who you are, like once, you know, once Arthur pulls the sword, that's like changes his life forever.
0: Yeah, it definitely should start with him getting Excalibur. Like that is definitely the story. Right. The original story ends with him being killed by his his like bastard son because it was prophesized and it <laughs> Like, we need, what is what is the arc of figuring out who you are? Because that's what the crux of this is, right? Right. Is like, this guy named Arthur finds a thing and it makes him in charge. How does that end? You know? What does it mean to be a leader? What does it mean? Who are you? What is your past? What is your destiny? And I feel like he's just going to fight the sword though you know he's just gonna not want to be king
1: now that, that certainly can be a part of his arc, just like you know
0: i feel like that's what everybody does what if we did the opposite what if it was like i want to be king and the lesson is he was wrong
1: yeah actually yeah i was kind of wondering like like i said like we have an angle of like just finding camelot finding out what that is and then we get the camelot and it's just in shambles basically
0: my my thought on that was that i don't want to do the whole movie being let's find camelot Because it kind of destroys the... Like, Camelot is, like, the thing that he gets, right? You're right about that. If Camelot is a floating, like, space city and it sucks and it's in shambles, then what if it's, like, Merlin is, like, a con man and he gives this... Like, whoever can do this... Whoever gets Excalibur, whatever it is, whether it be a ship or a sword or whatever, whoever gets Excalibur gets to be king of this city called Camelot, the greatest city in the galaxy. And Mm -hmm. then he gets the city and it's shit. Like you said, like it's the shittiest city ever. Then what is it about after that? Like he wins the right of King. What does it mean to be King? You know, you're in charge. You get all these people, like you get riches and wealth and power. Is that what he wants? He wants like,
1: that's what he envisions. Yeah.
0: He wants to matter. Right, yeah. What he needs to, like, do the right thing. Is that his arc?
1: Uh, kind of. Like, like we said, like, when he comes to Camelot, might be in shambles. There is no wealth to be had, so he's, like, dismayed. And so he realizes, like, okay, he has to, like, actually help these people.
0: Maybe that's what the original story really is. Maybe the lesson of King Arthur, if you want to matter and be important, there's more than just that. And that's why he goes for the chalice, right? It's because King Arthur becomes, like, super greedy in the original story. Like, he becomes king. He gets everything he wants. And then he wants more. And he goes after the fucking holy grail because because if he gets it, he won't die. Maybe that's what his, the, the prophecy was. It's Like, if King Arthur dies, like, King Arthur will die if he doesn't get the chalice. And then he's like, I got to get the chalice. And he's desperate for it. And then he, you know, he doesn't get it. He dies. Like, it's all about greed, right? Isn't that what? Maybe that's what King Arthur is.
1: That'd be an interesting way to do it. I'm not sure if that's the direction I want to take it.
0: Yeah. But I'm just talking about the original King Arthur again. Maybe King Arthur, the original story, is just about how power corrupts you. Maybe people just don't get it when they try to write it.
1: I'm not sure about that. But I you don't know. That, that is certainly a way to interpret it. That could be the next plot point, though. Like, in order to restore Camelot, you have to find the Holy Grail or whatever.
0: Yeah. Getting the Holy Grail will save them all. It'll give him wealth and power. And then he goes after it, and he's got to get the Holy Grail. But I feel like this is also starting to feel kind of mediocre. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Maybe we should do the corrupted thing. Like, a super, like, real power corrupts you thing could work legend of the sword too
1: because it was like trying to be oh so gritty and edgy and oh this isn't your grandpa's king arthur story which is light and cheerful we need more cheerful stuff
0: i feel like the king arthur story isn't cheerful though
1: yeah not necessarily i mean well maybe i don't know it kind of depends on interpretation i guess
0: yeah i mean when you read the plot of king arthur if, if it even has one what the what's the hopeful angle of that what is your what is your read of king arthur because if mine is like it's it's about power corrupting you i think that's what it actually is about now now that i've been looking into it like he becomes king he gets everything he wants and then he leaves and he loses everything and then in the end he dies and it was all for nothing it was all a waste of his fucking time the idea of camelot is like to create the perfect place to live and he fails. Like, that's the original story. The original story is King Arthur becomes king, and then he fucking sucks, and he fails. And he dies, and they consider him a hero because he died for them. But if you really think about it, he didn't do much to actually... Does he slay a dragon in one of the stories, too? Did we forget about that part?
1: I don't know if there's anything specific about dragons. But come to think of it, I think a big part... I suppose something that does come to mind for me is the Knights of the Round Table. Like, you know a group of men of virtue fighting together like you know you know kind of seeing each other kind of seeing each other as like brothers in arms they're all equals
0: yeah that was a whole part of it too was that he was he makes the table and it's like it's a round table because no one should be at the front of it he shouldn't be in charge
1: we're all equals yeah
0: yeah we're all equals that's the theme of king arthur you're right that is the actual theme so that's the hopeful interpretation is that we are all equals. We all deserve the same from each other. Like, we all deserve... Yeah, we are all equal works. That is what it is. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's... That was his plan at first, and then the story is... Because that's what happens, right? That's what happens in the story, is he makes the round table, which is like, we are all equal, we are all the same, and then he starts making these decisions that are pissing people off, right? Isn't that why Lancelot betrays him? Because he leaves... Because of his greed? Uh, let me... Let me uh. Because the whole idea is that, like, I know for a fact that he leaves, and then she cheats on him with Lancelot. Like, that is a thing that happens. Or is that just, like, some fan story later?
1: Uh, that does happen, I think.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that's because he's so desperate for the grail that he leaves... He doesn't care about the equality anymore. Like, he changed... I do like the idea of the round table being the, the center point of this. Actually, like the knights of the round table in space sounds fucking awesome. How many knights are there? Does it does is there a list of how? Sure, there's a list. Yeah. <laughs> it says how many knights were in King Arthur, and it says like 150 knights, and I'm like, oh shit, you mean like guarding the city? I mean like it's looking like 26 or so. 26. Wow, it's a lot. I thought it was like 10. Yeah. Well, here it says 12. Hmm. Yeah, not sure. The Knights of the Round Table were knights belonging to the highest knightly order in King Arthur's court. They were named so because they usually sat around a circular table with the king sitting beside them. Different stories, traditions report different lists of Knights of the Round Table. Some like the Winchester Round Table, which offer a name of 24 knights, while other sources have ranged from 13 to 1600. Uh historical sources report different numbers of knights. Arthur had 50 knights and the round table had 50 seats with one being vacant for the true knight who would seek the holy grail. Then in real life someone made a table that was supposed to be the round table and it had 24 seats. And then here's 24 no here's a bunch of knights. What the fuck? Mordred was one of the knights? Yeah. See, it keeps changing. Even even in the medieval ages they didn't know how to do King Arthur.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: What the fuck?
1: <laughs> There's several stories, it seems.
0: Sir Galahad, son of Lancelot. Sir Lancelot. Sir Gwaine. That's the Green Knight guy. Uh, Percival, Lionel, um, Tristram de Lyons, Gareth, the Blabioris, Lucan. These are great D&D names. <laughs> there, was, there was a knight named Sir Safer. Uh, K. Dragonet, Dragorne, Alamir, and Mordred. Yeah, Mordred's on the list. What's the 12 knights list? Is one of the various versions of King Arthur's legend written in the Middle Ages pegs the total number of knights to 12.
1: God damn, dude. We might be in over our heads.
0: I mean, we were in over our heads from the beginning. <laughs> All right, I'm I found some lore. Lancelot is like his best dude.
1: I think we should start the story with him having four knights and come to think of it arthur doesn't necessarily have to be a protagonist either
0: i know i was thinking the same thing yeah i actually part of me kind of wants to do either lancelot or mordred
1: yeah lancelot sounds like a good but Yeah.
0: lancelot being like his his right hand man really helps yeah and you could do the whole are we going to do the guinevere love triangle i mean it's interesting it's maybe the only interesting thing there is
1: If we're shifting protagonists, I think we can move, like, if you want to play the angle of, like, Arthur being a greedy, I think we can do that now.
0: Yeah. Okay. I had the flash in my mind of space pirates.
1: Like, they are space pirates?
0: Yeah, that they were space pirates.
1: Alright, yeah.
0: Because the thought of, like, a bunch of dudes who there's a various number between 12 and 25 dudes, maybe 1,600, which is insane. I feel like that's, like, fan fiction shit.
1: Yeah, I think we can focus on, like, six of them
0: yeah so the idea that there's like a crew of dudes all hanging out and they all have the same code and the same virtues and they all work together and they're all equal share Mm -hmm. but one of them is in charge like that sounds like pirates to me and i know all i ever do is turn shit into pirates
1: pirates are fun
0: but yeah they're my favorite probably because they're about greed and they're anti-corporate and they're kind of like the, you know, fuck-you establishment of the of the olden times. Right. And whenever we go to space, we always make it medieval because Star Wars. So, you know, it works. So, okay. Camelot is a shitty city. Getting Camelot as, like, a prize makes sense. Right. The Holy Grail as, like, a thing they need to get also makes sense.
1: Yeah, to restore Camelot.
0: Yeah. Them being pirates. The, the ship being Excalibur is really fucking cool. Yeah. I think that is definitely a cool thing because if we're going to do the Holy Grail, that's already a MacGuffin. We don't need the Excalibur. It's a sword-class ship, you know?
1: Ah, there we go. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The sword-class ship Excalibur, the greatest ship in the galaxy, was found by King Arthur and his knights, his pirates. Yeah, Arthur King. Yeah, Arthur King. Oh, my God. (laughs) You solved the King thing. You fixed it. Um... Dude, if it was, like, a Road Warrior, Mad Max-type deal, where, like, this is still in space, but if it was, like, the vibe of Mad Max, where it's, like, they're just passing through and then they gotta help these poor people. Right. And the only thing that'll help them is to get this cup, or whatever, whatever uh, the the Holy Grail is.
1: Right, yeah.
0: The Space Grail. <laughs> it's a it's a cup that, that can... It's a technological thing, right? Because we're turning magic into technology. So it's a technological thing that gives them, like, unlimited food or unlimited water or something.
1: Yeah. An advanced hydroponic system, or I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. It's it's like a a grail is a cup. So it's got water. It's got, like, liquid. (laughs) So, like, yeah, hydroponics or something. Or, like, the legend being that it can, like, make you immortal is another thing. Right. Doing it as a pirate crew, it definitely gives it vibes. And really, a pirate crew is just a gang on water. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, kinda. Alright, now we're cooking. We have some shit. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I always think, why didn't we just start with this?
1: Yeah, that's part of the process.
0: I don't think we're ever going to record one of these in an hour. It's just never going to happen.
1: Right. It's hard to come up with stories in an hour.
0: Yeah, I don't know how, like, Story Break, the podcast that inspired me to want to do this in the first place. I don't know how they fuck they do it.
1: How much editing is involved?
0: (laughs) Oh, probably a lot. I mean, they have an editor, and they do edit a lot. They have a whole different system. Their whole thing is they, they record for probably, like, an hour and a half or two hours, and then they cut it down to them. They already have an idea going into it, too. And then when they make it, they... Just kind of, there's more people too. There's three people writing so they can bounce off better. And they're all really fighting over the ideas and not trying to work together. (laughs) And uh, they have a commercial break. And then after the commercial break, it's usually like, all right, here's what we came up with. I think originally they tried to do the hour thing and it just doesn't work. So, but yeah, you know what? I fuck it. I can edit this down. There's so much we can cut. I don't know why I act like this is such a hard thing to edit. Okay. We have the real concept. (laughs) We've been going through this for an hour and 40 minutes, but we figured it out. We got something. Okay, here's the log line. Arthur King, captain of the pirate ship Excalibur, the sword class ship, and his crew, his round table crew, are on a quest to find the Holy Grail. Is that what we're doing?
1: Pretty much uh, to restore uh, Camelot. Yeah, to
0: restore Camelot. So, yeah, the, it's starting with maybe they win a race and that gives them a city like it's the Merlin Cup. And that's like the start of the movie is like they have to win this space race and it just shows how good they are as pirates or whatever. And then when they win, like how the, how good the ship is and everything, like the idea that they win the city is fun. Yeah, yeah. Because like pulling the sword Excalibur is what gives him kingship. So using the Excalibur to get kingship makes sense. Yeah.
1: I like the idea of them recovering Excalibur. Like, it cra- like it's a salvage. It cra- That's the start. Right. Yeah. They
0: salvage Excalibur. And then we got to figure out Merlin in all this. And Merlin being like, since magic is technology.
1: I like the idea of Merlin, like being an AI aboard uh, Excalibur.
0: Ooh, that makes it even better. I was like, oh, we should make him like fucking uh, Jeff Goldblum and, and Thor. But you doing like A.I. is way better. A.I. Merlin works. So the logline is Arthur King and his crew of pirates salvage a ship known as the Excalibur. The fastest ship in the galaxy or the best ship in the galaxy. Yeah. In the solar system or whatever. And they then they win the city of Camelot. Like it is their city now. Do we want to do it it being their city? Like they get the city and it sucks. Or do you want it to just be there helping out this city?
1: They they get the city and it kinda sucks. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. Because that's way more fun, right? Than we're passing through, oh, let's help these poor people. That doesn't seem right. Like, yeah. Uh and doing it about Lancelot as the main character, as like the yeah. second in command on this ship.
1: Yeah. And yeah, we can see like you mentioned uh Arthur's descent into greed and we can absolutely showcase that like at the beginning they find Excalibur we did it lads we pulled together as a team and as the hunt for the grail continues he falls further and further into a pit of greed
0: yeah that works there's definitely something there yep okay so we have the concept right that's the log line is they 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 capture the Excalibur at the beginning of the movie and it's the cool ass ship and it has an AI named Merlin That's, like, connected to, like, all these legends and shit. Like, maybe it's connected to the Grail somehow. Oh, yeah. Actually, the idea of, like, Merlin being a magic wizard, maybe he was a guy and he became an AI. Yeah, sure. And he's the one that made the chalice. Ah, there you go. So, like, he's an inventor, like, a space-faring inventor, and he created the, the chalice, which is, like, supposedly the most powerful device in the universe that will help save Camelot. And, like, this AI is so smart, it can, like, make prophecies and shit. Like, it's predictive AI. So, like, Merlin can see the future, and he's like, you are destined to find the Grail and save Camelot and rule. And they think they're going to get all this power and money and, like, rule the city, but actually they're, like, just helping the city get food. Right. (laughs) Like, when they find the Grail, they think it's, like, this epic weapon or, like, this immortal drink or this thing that's going to give Like, it's a cup that gives you, like, gold. It, like, creates gold so you can make batteries and sell it and make money because gold still matters in the future. Right. Yeah, and, and that's what it does. It's like that's what they think it does. But actually, it's like a hydroponics device and anything you pour it on, like any liquid in it, if you pour it on something, it'll grow instantly so you can have all the food. That's fun. That's a good concept. Who's the cast? We got King Arthur. Are we going to have a Mordred or no? Um, Mordred
1: <laughs> could be a rival of Arthur.
0: Yeah, that could work.
1: Or maybe maybe a Star Scream like,
0: I should be in charge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that could be fun. Yeah, him him quitting and, like, joining the other crew. Like, him being the Judas definitely works. Uh, Lancelot being the main character works. Uh, Galahad is Lancelot's son. Do we want him on the crew? Yeah, sure. Uh, Lancelot can be
1: uh, an older man.
0: Or even just, like, in his 40s. Like, how old do we right. want yeah. uh, Galahad to be? Like, Galahad's, like, 20... Yeah. You know, that means Lancelot is, like, what, like, 50 or 40? 40-ish would do, yeah. Yeah, 45, yeah. Yeah. The idea that, like, the entire crew is off all, all these 15 names. Like, that's the whole crew. But, like, the main ones are Lancelot, Galahad, uh, Mordred, and Gawain. I guess. Those are all the, those are all, like, the, the memorable names.
1: Also, Benedvir, and I would you including him, but, you know you know so yeah just uh, arthur lancelot and a few others that will do yeah.
0: well i like the idea eventually this will be the this is the full crew like this is everybody on the ship is all 15 of these people right but the ones who matter are those ones yeah and then do we want a guinevere
1: hmm. do you want a guinevere
0: i don't know because if gwen is just an object for them to fight over no i don't want her if she's like a real character then yeah uh, and this is the space future, so we don't have to worry about, like, pirate sexism. Right. <laughs> like, it's the future. We're on a fucking yeah. spaceship with an AI Merlin that's seeing the future. Like, we don't need to be, like, accurate to pirate rules. Yeah. So, Gwen being on the ship makes sense.
1: Yeah. Or Gwen being on Camelot, might make a little more sense. So, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm worried that we'd, we'd still be falling into pit trap of, like, you know, we could make her tough and brooding, but, you know, like... You know, there's always yeah. like, how oh, was it? What is it? Like, if they could be replaced with a sexy lamp, then it kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Why avoid that?
0: Also, who's Galahad's mom? <laughs> I don't know. Do we want it to be Gwen or do we want it to be someone else? I definitely do want a love triangle. I, As much as I hate him, right? it adds a little bit. But I don't know, man. Maybe Gwen's just one of the crew.
1: I don't know about making her one of the crew. I don't know. I. I do prefer the idea of, like, her being on Camelot. I don't know, maybe that's just me, though.
0: Or she's the queen of Camelot. <laughs>
1: kind of, yeah. Or, like, the overseer or whatever.
0: Yeah, I guess that works. Her being the one that gives them the quest is also cool. Oh, yeah. Like, she's the she's the one who has the map. Like, she's the navigator.
1: Or something like that, yeah. Yeah, she's
0: the, she's the person that has to come on the ship that they don't want there. And then it gives kind of the vibe of, like no girls allowed club and now oh, she's on the ship, but then she's just like oh, all of us, you know, she's fine working works. Right. Maybe fucking Guinevere should be the main character. <laughs> you know, the more I, the, I may laugh about it, but you know what? Maybe she should be. Well, maybe. Yeah.
1: Certainly would mix up the dynamic. Yeah.
0: Well, then it becomes kind of hunger Gamesy. Yeah. Definitely a landmine with the whole Gwen situation.
1: Yeah. I don't want
0: to make her shittily. I just I don't want her to be the thing that they fight over. Right. But I also don't want her to just be like she's just one of the boys. Right. Yeah. You need some fucking nuance when it's an all male cast and then one female character. Yep. (laughs) It kind of. Yeah. All right. She's from Camelot. She's got the map. Makes sense. Mm. All right. We're 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 losing time. So let's let's just. We'll, 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 she's, she's got the map and she joins the crew. I, I, that, that definitely works. Whatever else we can do around that, we can change. Sure. Okay. So Merlin is an AI. Lancelot is the third in command on the ship. Uh, Galahad's his son. Uh, then you got Mordred, who's like the Starscream (laughs) second in command who wants to be in charge. He's like the shitty quartermaster that's like torturing people when they break the rules. And he's just like an asshole. Right and uh it's debatable whether or not he's actually arthur's kid or not uh and he uh he ends up betraying them and joining the other crew and getting his own pirate crew right like when they leave from camelot he leaves on his own ship right and it's like a race yep yeah. okay oh yeah
1: oh yeah he's going to he's excited about going to camelot too because he's heard of all the riches there and then he meets up with his contact Fay.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, Morgan Lefay. I forgot about that. Or maybe should Lefay be the AI? AI in his ship. Oh yeah. <laughs> just to play up the wizards are AI thing.
1: Right. Yeah, that's a fun idea.
0: He's got his own his own ship with the Lefay.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Uh, again, running with the idea of like the AI or basically former humans. Yeah.
0: Also, them finding the Excalibur on Europa. I just want that.
1: Yeah. Just yeah, because was-
0: Lady of the Lake and all that, and it's like, was this ship forged here kind of thing, you know? Right. Um, Lady of the Lake being an AI also could be fun. Okay. I think we have the cast, right? Yeah. So it's there's 15 people on the... There are 12 people on the ship. They're all different members of the round table. And then the main ones are those. And then there's Gwen. Um, that all works. All right. Where do we start? So... In orbit around Europa, they are breaking into the ice and, like, going into the water, salvaging a destroyed ship in the ice. Mm-hmm. So you get, like, cool-ass, like, Antarctica view, but it's in space, so it's, like, night sky. And then we, like, zoom out, and it's like, oh, shit, it's space. And them being, like, pirates, and they got, like, detectors, and they're, like, scanning for shit, and, like, Lancelot is, like... You know, we had a tip that there's, you know... The ship must be somewhere around here. That's what we've heard. There's a signal. It's an SOS. Something's here. We got to get it. And they scavenge it because they're just like shitty scavengers. And they get the Excalibur, the greatest ship in the galaxy with an AI. It's Merlin. He's the ship's AI. Right. Steven Merchant is the AI, is Merlin. I just think it would add a, a level of humor to this AI. Oh, yeah. Steven Merchant Merlin, the AI, is in charge of the Excalibur. He's an AI on the ship. You can access other places in the galaxy. They get the Excalibur and they crash it. They fly it out of Europa, and we get this cool scene of like geysers exploding as they fly out of the water. They're underwater and they're like pulling the ship out, and there's ice crashing and they have to like get out. Exciting action scene. <laughs> How do they get Camelot? We gotta get there as fast as possible. Do we wanna do them getting Camelot? Or is that a throwaway? That's lame. Do we want the ship to just bring them to Camelot? Like, what's the deal with Camelot? Camelot is a shitty, broken space station city, right?
1: Once a uh, place of splendor, now it's devolved into this. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like the idea of the ship having the coordinates to Camelot and taking them to it, and while they wait, they can have some character developments.
0: Okay, then instead of Camelot being, like, given to them, it's so shitty that when they show up in a ship, it's theirs. The Excalibur is so powerful a weapon and it knows where it is. So they go there, they get the ship, the ship has a coordinates to a city on it. They fly to the city and they immediately are like given the keys to the city because their ship is so powerful or some shit. How does the city become their responsibility?
1: Well, they have Excalibur. That's, that means it's theirs. We can still run with that angle.
0: Okay, so how does that work? (laughs) Merlin's AI takes it over or what?
1: I guess so. Or like Excalibur itself has has exclusive access to the executive like base or whatever.
0: Yeah. So Merlin, Merlin just basically is like, "Yo, I'm 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 Stephen Merchant. You've ca- you've taken the Excalibur. Welcome, Captain. This is your ship. Yep. You now have access to the executive suite of Camelot, where your every need, want, and desire will be fulfilled. The utopia city of Camelot." It's like hyping it up and then they fly there and they're like, oh shit, we're going to be rich. We're going to be the best. And they pull in and it's like rusted, the, the entrance. Right. <laughs> and they get in and they're like, oh, and they, they, it is the executive suite and they are in charge. But it's just like this shitty, broken down, poor city. And everybody there is just like starving. And what, the people there like consider them king immediately?
1: They don't have to like it, but yeah, they're just like, well... You have the most power here, I guess. Oh, no one else has a ship. that That's the kicker.
0: Oh, wow. So they really have these people by the balls. Like, everybody's trapped on this space station. The space station, it moves, but it's, like, stopped in place. Right. So they just find a bunch of, like, emaciated, sick, tired, and weak people that are under their control immediately. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Interesting. So that's their safe haven, I guess is Camelot, right? That's their place that they're from now. That's their home now. So they gain the city of Camelot. They go there. It's their place. They're rulers now. Nobody else here has a ship. We can do whatever we want. We're scavengers and pirates, and they are basically at our whim. We get whatever we want. So what? Then they call They call a meeting, and then this is, this is the moment we get the quest, right?
1: Right, yeah.
0: Guinevere walks up on, like, they're on stage, and they're like, dealing with all these people, and they're like, I guess we're in charge now. And they have to answer to all these people from the city. And that's when Gwen comes up, and then immediately she's like, yo, I have something that can save all of us. (laughs) If we get the Holy Grail, it'll save everyone on the station. Does does that work? I think so, yeah. So she basically pitches to them, we'll take your ship, and we'll go, and we'll get the Holy Grail. And if we get it, it'll save everybody here. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Merlin chimes in and like says a prophecy, and he's like, "I predict that this will happen. If you get the Grail, you will win, you'll you'll rule, and blah 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 blah, or some shit, you know. Right. You'll return uh, Camelot to its glory. I actually like the idea of Camelot being a bunch of dumb people, like a bunch of like yuppies that are just like immediately worship Arthur." because that's kind of what the story is right it's like yo king arthur he's the coolest he has excalibur he's saved us all he's our hero we he he rules us yeah we love him but we need food oh yeah and then he's like i will be your glorious king and i will find you food i will find you more than food i'll find you the holy grail it'll save all of you and it was all my idea not gwen's at all (laughs) but yeah i actually like the idea that what if gwen never even liked king arthur
1: Right, uh, yeah.
0: What if she always liked Lancelot and King Arthur's just like an asshole?
1: Yeah, marriage of convenience, there we go. Yeah. Or not even like marriage. But, but yeah, yeah, in
0: the original story. But in this, it's just like, she's into Lancelot. Right, yeah. Or eventually she will be. Maybe her and Lancelot don't like each other at first.
1: Maybe Arthur's really boastful. Like, yes, I found Excalibur, so she pays most of her attention on him until... Like, she starts to come around.
0: I do like the idea. It was Lancelot who found it, too. Like, he's the right. reason He's the reason all this crew works.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Is he's the real captain here. Like, he's the one who tracked it down. hmm And then King, the captain was like, no, it's mine.
1: Right. <laughs> I'm the
0: one. And then Mordred being like, oh, my God. Mordred being like a kiss-ass who's secretly going to stab him in the back. Ah. <laughs> and then, yeah, I like that culture. I like that idea of, like, this is a ship. Where the captain is a dickhead, the first mate is an asshole, who just kissing his ass and waiting for him to turn on him. And then Lancelot and his son are just stuck on this shitty dead-end ship. Like, these with these shitty scavengers. And then they get the Excalibur, this amazing, almighty ship, out of the water. And immediately, Arthur is like, alright, it's mine. You all get your fair share, but after me.
1: Right, yeah. Um... On, on the surface level, Arthur, like, tries to maintain the idea of, like, you know, we're all equals, but I'm the one in charge, like, yeah. know, under his breath.
0: Yeah. We all sit at this table. This table is round. We are all together.
1: Right. It has to be a round table. Remember that. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a round table. We are all equal. We all get the same amount of pay. We all get our fair share. But I'm the captain.
1: I just get a more fair share of him. You guys
0: get it. I think that him not telling them, like at the end, right, like they, yeah. halfway through the story, they realize that he's been fucking them over. Right. I think that's good. That him and Mordred are the ones that are fucking everybody over. Like they're divvying up the money, but it's not the right amount. Right. And him also trying to coup and take the city for himself. Like the idea that they don't even want the city. Like, they pull into the city, and then King Arthur is like, oh, there's a bunch of really weak and vulnerable people. We should save them. We should help them. And he's trying to be all noble. But secretly, he just wants to rule them. Right. Like, he just found a bunch of weak, innocent people for him to manipulate and control.
1: I found Excalibur. I should be king.
0: Yes. I found Excalibur. I'm, I should be king. I am captain. This is mine. And then Gwen comes out, and she's like, yo, we need food. Please get us food. Uh, And he finds out that, oh, there's a legend. Oh, my God. What if Morgan Le Fay is like an AI on the Camelot? Like, she's the AI that runs the Camelot. Mm. And we get, like, evil AI where she's just, like, manipulating all the people in the city. Yeah. Like, she's the reason nobody has ships. She's the reason that there's no food.
1: Yeah, all right. Yeah.
0: And she's, like, an AI that's meant to make Camelot a utopia, but now she's, like, fucking crazy. And she just wants to watch them all suffer. Right. Like she waited on them and it was a utopia. And then one day she was like, fuck this place. <laughs> and she yeah. sent the chalice away. The chalice is from Camelot. Right. And then she sent it away somewhere in the cosmos on a ship and they have to find it. What if the chalice is a ship? <laughs> is that too much? Uh, like it's a section of the station.
1: It's a section of the station. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's shaped like a cup.
1: A very abstract cup, but yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the top it's the part of the station where the food and water come from. It's the Hydroponics Bay and it's like Right. Yeah, and it's part of the ship, but it, it got to, she detached it and sent it into space. And now all these people are like crazy and poor and hungry and they're like they've been living there for like a hundred years and they have no idea or concept that there's anything else. Right. And then King Arthur shows up and he's like, Yo, I'm king, I'll save you I will find your chalice and I'll be your king. And that's his goal. The goal to get the chalice is just... It seems noble to save and help these people. But actually, he's doing it because once he gets the chalice, he's going to come back and he'll be there. They'll love him. Right. (laughs) He's doing it for love and not for the nobility. And that's the difference between him and Lancelot. Lancelot is noble. He's the most noble of all of his crew. And he ends up in the end taking it over so okay so where do they go where is the chalice hmm. so they're in the city they got their quest basically gwen is like hey we might our people need food we need water we need we need the chalice and she talks about it and people are like oh legends say that it's a thing and she's like no it's not a legend like she's clearly sentient compared to everyone else Right. Like, everybody else believes all these weird backwards ideas that, like, right. this is the only place in the world, and she's, like, the only one that's like, no, we're on a space station. This is a station. It moves. It's broken. We need the chalice. The chalice is also the engine. Like, it's what makes it move.
1: It's a, it's our MacGuffin. so yeah.
0: Yeah. It's the piece. It's the rest of the station is the chalice. It's just a big section of the ship is missing because uh, Le Fay detached it and sent it into space. And somehow Gwen knows this. Maybe her family were the engineers, and she's like, it's been passed down from family to family, and she knows the truth, but nobody believes her. So she's like, let me join your crew, and I will help you find it. And then she joins the crew, and they go out, and that's the beginning. So, where do they go? Where is the chalice currently residing in space? What is the coolest location that they have to explore to get the chalice? And let's just keep it solar system.
1: So I recall there's an asteroid belt past Mars. That'd be a good place.
0: So hidden in the asteroid belt. Okay.
1: Or, oh, wait. Rings of Saturn.
0: Rings of Saturn? You think that's cooler than the asteroid belt? Uh, maybe maybe. I was thinking on Titan, maybe. Okay, yeah. But maybe it's like a scavenger hunt. Maybe there's multiple locations. Maybe we just go to all of those. They have to follow its location, maybe.
1: Right. It gives off a, a heavenly glow.
0: It has like a signal. That she has. Right. She has the radio signal. Like, the, she, the, she knows what the transponder, like, code is. So, like, there's a bunch of signals in space. And you have to know what each signal is. So they're all coded. And her family were the engineers. And they know what the, like, SOS beacon is. Like, what frequency it's at. So she basically says, I know how to find it. I can track it. And they're basically following the signal. And it takes them to all these places. Yeah, okay so it's like they go to the asteroid belt and they got to do the whole survive in the asteroid belt and these are the fun and games of like exploding asteroids other pirates that are on their ass we get um lefay talks to mordred immediately like once they're on the station we know that he wants to take over the crew lefay the ai is like yo i can give you a ship i can get you all the power you've ever wanted if you follow me and do what i say mm. and then mordred is like fuck yeah screw king arthur and yeah. he takes half the crew and he gets the other ship and then it's a race to the chalice. And they got a head start because the AI knows exactly where it is. So, like, the AI already knows the transponder, like, where the transponders are. So it's like, go here, then here, then here. And it, like, plots a course and it's the same course they're following. So you get, like, this race. So it's like, Lancelot, Gwen, and King Arthur are facing off against Mordred, Lefay and uh, a bunch of crewmates. Yeah. And they're, like, racing to get there. And the where do they go is the asteroid belt, the rings of Saturn, Titan. What else is fun about space?
1: The sun! <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? Those are good. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> Those are the good ones. The, the, that's all we need is the asteroid belt, rings of Saturn. Those are, like, the same thing. <laughs> Titan.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. Flying into Jupiter. I don't know. We could come up with more of these later, but yeah, that's, you get it. It's a space race. They're racing through space, going to go into places, and then how do they lose? Uh, I'm assuming King Arthur's going to get the chalice, right? And it's like an engine, right? So it's like its own ship, right? So what if he like betrays everyone and he leaves with it to go be king? Like he gets, he tries to kill everybody. What if we blow up the Excalibur?
1: <gasps> oh my God.
0: Like, it's the only thing people love about those movies. <laughs> <laughs> we take the Excalibur and we just blow it up. And, be hard and his, like, maybe his son dies. Do we want to kill his son?
1: Uh, that would be dramatic.
0: That's a pretty good motivation. And then him and Gwen are like, you killed my son. And she's like, you conquered my, you're conquering my people. Right. So then together, the two of them working in unison find a, a destroyed ship on Titan and then fly it after them or no they take Mordred's ship and then you get the fun of like you think merlin's dead like when when excalibur blows up they're like no merlin and my son and everything and it's like no merlin transferred he's just on Lefay's ship (laughs) and you get two ais fighting ah and i love the idea that when you zoom into what the ais are doing it's like wizards fighting it's like this magic wizard fight Mm, but then you zoom out and it's just like code
1: right yeah (laughs)
0: The idea that AIs exist in in like a medieval matrix, right? <laughs> and that they're like wizards fighting, and you get like you get fucking Stephen Merchant in like a big long wizard beard. <laughs> do we kill the kid, or do we just have him on their ship?
1: I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really sure if it's better to have them be like to kill them, or it might be better just to injure them.
0: Yeah. Well, the idea that we think they're dead, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do a fake eye. It would be pretty fucking metal to just, like, kill the kid. Right. (laughs) And since he's, like, 20, it's not like he's, you know, a kid. He's, like, a dude. Hmm. Watching your son blow up on a spaceship gives you some pretty good motivation. Yeah. I mean, he could have been, like, transported over to, you know, to Mordred's ship. Right. But whatever. They get Mordred's ship, they get the Le and they fly after him. I also love that everybody calls it Excalibur. The name of the fucking sword is Calburn. Huh. It's not even called Excalibur. It's the Caliburn. Oh. And then there's another sword called the Clarent that gets stolen, and then Mordred uses it to kill King Arthur. Ah. Uh. And King Arthur cuts off Mordred's arm and his head, and then it's done. Yeah, Mordred is like a super young dude. Usurper High King of Britain. Huh. And then later they put him on the round table. Because of course they did. Ah. Oh, sometimes he has a brother. Huh. Apparently he's related to, like, fucking everyone. Apparently he's Gwen's brother. Mordred? Yeah, apparently Mordred is Gwen's half-brother. Weird. Fucking complicated, man.
1: It just never ends.
0: It really is just like a comic book from the medieval ages. What if we find out one day that it actually was just a comic book? <laughs> like, what if, what if, like, Greek mythology and, like, all of this are all just comic books? Like, if we looked at uh, people today, and we we would think that Batman is is a god. I mean, there's toys and idols of him. We talk about him all the time. We worship him. Like, Superman is a god. What if that's just what they are? Right. (laughs) They're They're just, like, religious comic books. That's all it really is. Anyway, so how do we lose? His son blows up on the Excalibur. We think Merlin is dead. We think it's all over. But then they get a special signal. Apparently, Merlin is on board Mordred's ship. And the crew's got to go and stop him. So they kill Mordred or they capture him or whatever. They take his ship and they fly after King Arthur. And then in the big finale, they go back to the city and then Lancelot and Gwen murder King Arthur in front of everybody. (laughs) And then Gwen becomes the true ruler of Camelot. She becomes queen of Camelot and Lancelot helps them get food and stuff. Yep. The chalice reattaches in the ship. the, The Camelot now has an engine and it can fly And it has a hydroponics bay now. Yeah, okay. So that's the plot then. That's what we came up with, right? We did it. Can't believe we actually got it. So, okay. To recap today, Scott, we fucked around for like an hour and a half trying to figure out what to do here. And we came up with Arthur King, scavenger captain of a a crew of scavengers in space with the help of his crewmate Lancelot detects a ship Hidden it under the ice of Europa, and there's legends that there's a ship down there. It crashed in the water years ago. It's supposedly from an ancient, like a, a hundreds of years ago. There was a lost city or something, and this right. is the the way to find it. So we get all that exposition from Lancelot as he explains to his son, who's either ten or twenty. We're not really sure, <laughs> <laughs> depending on how we want to tell the story here.
1: At least a teenager.
0: Yeah, he explains to his son, if we get this ship, it might lead us to more wealth, and money than we need, and we might be able to finally, you know, settle down. Because all Lancelot wants is to chill. They find the ship, the Excalibur, and they pull it out of the ice, and there's this whole epic-ass scene of them, like, flying the ship through the ice and through the water and escaping the planet as it's, like, collapsing around them, the the moon. Uh, And there's, like, sea monsters and shit. We get, like, a fucking octopus monster that's trying to kill them. And they fly out. They have a spaceship now, the Excalibur greatest ship in the galaxy. It has an AI on board named Merlin. Merlin is played by Stephen Merchant, and he's got a great sense of humor, but he basically explains to them that, hey, there's a, sh- there's a whole city called Camelot lost in space. And it's a utopia. And as soon as you enter the city, you will become executive members now that you own this ship. They fly in. It's rusted and broken. They find out very soon that the entire station has been shut off. There's been barely any. They've been living on backup power for 100 years. They only have the backup reactor, which is enough to run the lights and the food. And society has, like, devolved. They believe in this legend that eventually the ship will return with the true leaders of their people. Mm-hmm and that, that person will rule them and and they will become a utopia again. So they show up and immediately everybody's worshipping King Arthur even though Lancelot's the one who found the ship. Lancelot's whatever, this is how this always goes. Mordred is kissing uh you know King Arthur's ass the whole time, but we know that he's secretly trying to fucking get his own crew, his you know trying to lead the ship. They hang out at the place for a while and eventually Guinevere shows up and explains that these people believe in all these bullshit legends and all this crazy shit, but actually, she knows how to find the Holy Grail. Mm. It's a piece of the ship. It's the engine block, and it controls all the rest of the ship. And it helps that it'll it'll save the city if they find it. At the same time, the AI on the ship that secretly killed everyone, lefay is talking to Mordred and getting him to join her because she knows that they're going to go after it soon because her and Merlin have this sort of like predictive algorithm powers which is basically like they have prophecies they can like see the future and they have like magic like their whole concept is that they're the magic users they're AI got tech powers Mm -hmm. so we get Merlin and her like talking like they communicate in like a fantasy matrix world and we find out that she gets Mordred to take a different ship to go after uh, the treasure, which is the the grail. After this, King Arthur decides that he will claim the grail in order to make everybody love him on the station even more in order to make his new empire great. He's going to make Camelot great again. Uh Uh-huh. And he's going to get the chalice and save it. Gwen joins the crew, Lancelot and her... And his son are on the ship with King Arthur and a bunch of crewmates. Half the crew leaves to go with Mordred to work with Lefay so they can get the engine block and rule the city. They go through some zany fun flying mm-hmm. through the asteroid belt. Maybe we'll go to the Kuiper belt, too. We'll get some fucking different planets and stuff. They're following the signals, uh, transponder beacons that were dropped by the thing as it flew out, and they're going from beacon to beacon. And they have to get the beacon in order to find out where the next one is. So there's like a race between each side, so like one ship is getting there first and getting the beacon and then running off. The other ship is getting and they're like fighting and racing through the galaxy, chasing after this trail. Eventually it leads them to Titan, where the station piece is underground. It's like been buried by dirt and shit. and they gotta go in and get the station. And once they get in there, uh, Arthur fucking murks half the crew and tries to leave with the ship without Lancelot and, and Gwen because he knows they're going to try to stop him. Then he blows up the Excalibur, killing the son, maybe, and Merlin transfers out of there into Lefay's ship. So Gwen and Lancelot reclaim Mordred's ship, fly back to Camelot, and kill King Arthur. Gwen becomes queen of the city, and Lancelot rules by her side, with or without his son, depending on whether or not his son is dead. The end. Is that good?
1: (laughs) Yeah. That'll do.
0: Was that what you were envisioning when you thought, hey, I don't like this King Arthur movie?
1: <laughs> hey, Not exactly, but I mean, I think, I think we came up with something that took us a while to get here, but I think we have something.
0: Yeah, I got to say, man, uh, that, was, that, was, that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we did it. We made a movie. Space Camelot. Camelot Station. Does that work?
1: Camelot Station. That'll work for now.
0: I don't know if I should just name it Space Camelot or Camelot Station. Those are both good. I don't want to do like a time a year again. I don't want it to be Camelot 2099 because we already did Salem 2099 last week. But yeah, futuristic, spacefaring, solar system filled with a bunch of different colonies and shit. They're scavengers. They find the ship, brings them to the city. They get the city. Now they got to get the rest of the city. They got to get the last section, the the chalice. Works. That's what happens if you spaceify king arthur and you completely like look at re-examine the concepts of of king arthur and you flip them on their head a little bit yeah because what we've learned is that king arthur can be interpreted in a billion ways it's a blank slate guys get on it yeah if you try to adapt it accurately you never will it's impossible to accurately adapt it's so fucking messy and it means a lot of different things If you really look at King Arthur, all it really is is a bunch of symbols. It's a sword that makes you king. It's a chalice that makes you live forever. It's a pursuit of something at the expense of your people. And it's the people cheating on you because you're a dickhead. And uh, also Mordred is there, whatever he does. And there's also wizards, and there's also other... There's just a lot of stuff. Just stuff. Merlin's way cooler. Just fucking (laughs) do movies about Merlin. We made him an AI... That's the best we could do without doing it about him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We should just do stories about all the other knights. That's why they did Green Knight. I just realized. (laughs) They were like, we can't keep doing King Arthur. We ought to do something else with all these characters. What should we do with the other 15 people? Oh, let's do Green Knight. All right. Well, I think we're done then, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think we're all wrapped up now.
0: This was a fucking marathon, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we did it. We did
0: it. All right, next time we'll do something else maybe we'll do the gang thing or maybe we'll do the action movie i wanted to write this week (laughs) i think whenever we try to adapt something it is way harder than when we just pick two movies and combine them and who knows we'll do both i guess anyway bye
1: (laughs) bye we're tired